0: Welcome to Pop on Leadership, a conversation with two friends who are obsessed with leadership development and the world of pop culture. So we decided to combine the two. I'm Kara Kirby.
1: And I'm Virginia Martinez. We work with organizations all over the world to inspire and implement people first practices. We're here to talk about navigating the workplace and we do it through the lens of great television. In this bonus episode, it's actually part of a bonus series on the shows we love that you all recommended we talk about, but we can't really talk about. It's a three-part series, and this is episode two. This actually might be the one that was recommended the most. Suggested the most. The most. Yeah, totally. The next one is Succession. (laughs) Mm,
0: Succession. Cool. Mm. Okay.
1: (laughs) So... Uh, framed as... It's interesting because people refer to this as a dark comedy, a satirical dark comedy, and I'm like, is it funny? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) But it is sometimes, but also dramatic. So it's dark, dramatic, kind of satirical, and the reason why is it revolves around the Roy family. They own a big global media entertainment conglomerate called Waystar Royco. It's based on the Murdoch family. Okay, it's really quote unquote inspired but it's a lot, very much page for page um and basically there's the family the kids are all fighting for control of the company um all right why <laughs> <laughs> i enjoy it. i watch this every weekend i, lo- or I, I watch it every sunday I oh lo- I lo- no i love succession the acting oh my gosh it's amazing yeah but there's my take on this is one, first of all, like, whereas Ted Lasso has all these amazing little lines and quotes, 90% of the dialogue in succession is, um, uh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 I I guess. Yeah? I mean, well, well, what do you think? Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. Fuck off. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you, well, what, what about, I mean, what do What about you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what are they fucking saying? Like, what are they, like, they're communicating not even with their eyes. It's, like, I love the show, but, and also, what is there to talk about? (laughs) It's
0: like... I, and like, is it really worth it? Like you have all this money already. I, I mean, maybe the whole thing is just a metaphor on, I just, I just finished Mark Manson's everything is fucked. Right. So it's like his second book after like, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And so like, you know, he talks about this phenomenon that we have as human beings is that like, we've been fed this lie that happiness is the goal, but if you survey anybody at any point in time, everybody just marks their happiness as a seven. So like nobody's like ever at this peak level of happiness of life which is an interesting concept because our goal as humans should be to be at peace and not to be having just like raging anxiety disorder all the time. So I think it's like with succession, it's like, yeah, this group of people that have everything, but they're never satisfied. And I think that's my frustration with the show. It's like, if just like go, garden or something, like, get out of there. Like, what could possibly be worth this? But I've also never been in a position of insane power. Maybe it is just completely seductive. I don't know. Well, here herein lies the challenge. I I would say this is not a show
1: about dysfunctional workplace culture or, uh, you know, to your point, what are they chasing? It's a show about dysfunctional family dynamics. So what they're trying it would seem they were all chasing their father's approval and love and mm-hmm. to be seen as worthy and they were ultimately the siblings were all competing against each other and pretending to unite but they all just wanted to be daddy's favorite. Like
0: you know, you want to talk about
1: manipulative um insincerity
0: like yeah. Oh, yeah, this is like manipulative insincerity. Every single person just lying to each other constantly. And it's a everyone has this fear of that they are going to be betrayed and that they didn't figure it out first. So they're just playing mind games with each other. But I think at their core, like everybody just wishes that they like knew the truth, but they never are being truthful with each other. No.
1: Yeah. I mean... It's just a bunch of like what the new term, nepo babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, if you have a bunch of a bunch of kids in a company, please go get them some therapy and training. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah,
1: no, nothing against family businesses. Like that's not what we're saying here, but they live in an alternate universe, and not just because of how much money they grew up with. But their, um, how they, f- how capable they think they are and their skills, like, mm, they overestimate themselves, you know? So then they're, like, finding themselves in these really important meetings. Like, they're bumbling it all up. They've got these terrible strategies. Um, and oh, yet they're al- just they're, a mess. And yet they're allowed in these rooms. And yet they, they could, can... In a blink of an eye, you know, lay off a bunch of people or imp- or fire someone or change, you know, politics. You know, it's anyway. Oh, so it's kind of scary. Um,
0: Here's my deal with succession, though, uh, from a workplace perspective, is that sometimes I watch it because I've had a glimpse into a takeover and I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about this, but I've had a glimpse into a very strange world. So like, for instance, there was this woman and my boss at that time was leaving and we were really close friends. And I was telling this woman that I was like, I was sad she was leaving. and she And she just like looked at me like cold. And she was like, why would you ever care about that? That might mean good things for your career because you're just going to take her spot. And I was like... So I think about that sometimes when I'm watching Succession because I'm like, maybe the generation before us, they were just like, I don't know. It's like... It's like, maybe there is this, this section of the world that like this elite section of the world where it's just like that ruthlessness is just, it exists. Like, that's always my question. I'm like, does this exist somewhere? And I'm just so naive that there are just these like elite, like psychotic people that are out there. Like, I don't know. It makes me question myself. Oh, for
1: sure. I think it's a scarcity mindset, right? That if I'm going to climb the ladder, I better cut the rungs below me. So no one else... Uh, can come which is a very different approach than like hey how can i open the doors for others or even if i struggled how do i make the path easier for others you know which i think you see a little bit more of but they're i think that's real i think um yeah i think there's sharp elbows i think there's backstabbing i think this is i mean they're showing like uh the know, worst well when you talk about like politics at work and, you know, all these back channeling, like, this, it, it's like this on, that on steroids in succession.
0: But that and happens. I have heard stories. I have heard stories that people worked in environments that were, like, this level of insanity, which, which just blows my mind.
1: I I think we see this a lot with power that goes unchecked and people doing things out of fear. So, yeah.
0: I think it happens. I think I think that out of all the kids, though, that Kendall just wants to, like, have fun. Like, these these last episodes, you've seen this glimmer in his eye, because he really likes, like, restructuring companies and having a vision. Like, he's, like, swept away in the romance of it, and he, like, turns into a different person. Like, there's this whole other caricature of, like, him just being like, this isn't real life. I'm just going to have fun with all these companies and, like, try to become the next Steve Jobs.
1: Yeah. And his ideas are bad. Like, it's like, he he goes completely unchecked. And he doesn't even he says, there's no more saying no, you can't say no to me. (laughs) So that's like, okay, if you think you're innovative, or if you think you're like, really creative, that's the worst thing you can do is to just have tunnel vision and force your ideas forward. Like, you need the perspective of others to bring it to life to make it better anyway i think he's kind of a joke i think they were all <laughs> oh <laughs> they're all a, um yeah i think yeah. i think um <laughs> they're all broken inside like yeah they all need therapy um but again it does have some comedic relief moments cousin greg
0: yeah love cousin greg yeah, he's... I actually really enjoy Tom's character. Like yeah. I think that that actor just knocks it out of the park.
1: He's Mr. Darcy, the guy who plays Tom in yeah. um Pride and Prejudice or no? Which which one is Mr. Darcy? Is that Yeah, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Um I haven't watched that movie in so long. Someone's like, "Oh, you should watch it. It's cute." And then I like saw the trailer and I'm like, "Wait a minute." That's Tom, That's Tom from Succession. <laughs> what has he done in between Pride and Prejudice and Succession? I don't know. But what talk about two big characters.
0: Yeah, right? Um, go ask my husband. He knows every single actor that's ever been in even, any commercial ever. It's his only oh. skill in life. Oh, <laughs> good. He has lots of skills. <laughs> it's a very weird I thing. I met him. I met you'll, him. See, like, you'll see an obscure actor, and he's like, he was on an Oreos commercial in 1985, and you're like, why do you know that? <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, ask ask him where Tom's been. Where, where else Tom has been.
1: Yeah. All right. All right next but, up. Succession. Listen. Okay. Yeah. Succession we love, but love clearly, it. clearly we can't do it
0: there's no, there's nothing we can grab from that show.
1: No. Next one is, why don't you take the next one? Because the next one you are really immersed in, me less so.
0: Oh yeah. The next one I watch and you do not watch. The next one is Yellowstone. So uh, the Yellowstone is, if you haven't watched Yellowstone, Yellowstone's a I think it's a great show, but I'm also Texan, so there's always like a piece of me that's like really attached to like nature and like the wildness of nature. And so that's. I mean, maybe everybody has that, but if you're Texan, you, you, I mean, you like open roads and you like rugged nature, right? Most Texans like that kind of stuff. And I think that there's, there's that relatability with Montana as well is because there's such a natural aspect of it. And I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of the show is that it shows you Montana. It shows you how beautiful it is. But anyways, this is again, yellowstone is like the succession of montana so it's about a very dysfunctional family um i've not only watched yellowstone but i've watched all the prequels so (laughs) if they 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 have this huge ranch in montana they're always fighting against people trying to take the ranch and they're trying to cling to these old ways of operating and running their family and running their business um in a modern world and it's um it's very dysfunctional and it's very violent and it's very like how are these people these aren't real people with with Yellowstone i don't think Yellowstone is real succession i question i'm like is this is has someone seen this craziness happen before and i'm just naive with Yellowstone i'm like no this is not this is not real stuff Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Mm. Did you watch have you did you watch any of Yellowstone? I did try. It. Yeah. I I got in maybe like
1: six episodes. And then I was like, I just I couldn't really hook into it. The first first of all, unpopular opinion, I really dislike Kevin Costner. So it's <laughs> so I know, Field of Dreams. I know. I'm not saying that's a bad movie, but like I just can't, like the worst part about it is him. Um <laughs> So hot take. Yeah. I really struggle with him and I have to really work hard to see past him. With that said, the first episode, talk about violent. There was like the horse thing, the car, like, like, oh, is this going to be the whole thing? It's it, it is succession with horses, essentially. And then <laughs> um, I just to your point, like the people in succession are Awful, no question about it. There's no, no one like, to root for. No one to root for, but like, it like, but yet, entertaining enough to keep me engaged. Yellowstone. I'm like, these people are freaking awful, and yet, I, I honestly don't even care what happens to them. Like, they, <laughs> I hope bad things happen to them. I hope the ranch gets taken away. Beth is unhinged. <laughs> She's totally unhinged. And granted, like she her backstory is fucked up. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't I don't know if we're gonna give spoilers right about Yellowstone, but like her her part or her feeling of her part in her mother's death has very much informed who she is and her relationship with well, her. Her mother.
0: mother was also harsh and like, yeah, she just feels very unloved. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people with daddy issues. Again, it's it's succession with horses. So there's not a lot of leadership or organizational development themes that we can take out of this show. It does give you a very nice metaphor of what authoritative leadership looks like and how destructive it can be, because John Dutton is the authoritative leader and nobody does anything That Unless he says so. And by the way, if you don't agree with it or you go against a ranch, you get thrown off a cliff.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could get fired in succession or you get killed at Yellowstone.
0: Yeah, I po- I posted this scene on there, like, making fun of them because there's, like, um, Rip and then this other guy are, like, having altercations with each other. Like, they can't see eye to eye. They're just, like, not communicating. So John Dutton puts them in, like, a ring to fight out, like, fight it out. Like, whoever beats who to a bloody pulp. I'm like, children, no. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the Wild Wild West was just a bunch of like little boys that didn't know how to talk to each other. So they used violence instead. Yeah. And we're still attached to that idea for some reason. Like, it's like, oh, this makes me feel like a man. <laughs>
1: Okay. yes, that that there was a lot of that, the machismo, everything being sorted out through violence. The other thing I didn't watch enough of this to see how this unfolds in the series and in the show. But there is this also tension with the um, Broken Rock Indian Reservation and the life that the Native Americans are living right next to. This ranch. And there's like definite tension. I was like, Oh, how are they going to represent this? Are they going to do is this going to be awful? Am I going to feel so I don't know how how does that play out a little bit? Is it like, do you feel like it's like cringy? Or are they doing its service? Or?
0: Um, so Taylor Sheridan, who created the show and wrote it, obviously, like, I think he actually does a really great job. I mean, this is only from my perspective of, like, talking about that experience. And, you know, like, there, there's a lot of, like, Native American characters that are in the show, and they, and they talk about issues about the fact that, You know, like we're not teaching history correctly about like what happened to Native Americans, and even in the prequels, oh my gosh, like it's it's I can't I can't watch this because I can't watch um, harm being done to children on TV because I'm too soft-hearted, but in the prequels it shows you like the treatment of these Native American children, and it is just like horrible, and so I think that. It it gives empathy to to the situation and to the things that people have gone through, which I think is good. I think, you know, we, we can't have more of those truths in our life.
1: So it does feel like it's telling all sides of the story oh totally yeah. okay yeah I just from my perspective yeah. I
0: don't know right like yeah, yeah. I don't have that I don't have that lived experience so I can't say yeah that, like yeah, yeah. yes check the box but I will say that I think that I could I just like Ted Lasso like I can always feel in shows whenever they have like like diverse writers at the table, like you can feel from what I, what I like see and pick up that he has, like he's going and collecting and he's reading and he's getting like perspectives and he's getting like historical documents. Like he's integrating a bunch of different stuff into the show. Yeah. Um. And, and that, you know, if you don't know where to start, just bring somebody to the table. Yeah. As we always say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I had not, fully formed an opinion on it because I didn't watch enough, but I thought it was a really interesting, um, it's a, it's a, at least very early on, it's a big part of the plot and storyline and the tensions, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also too, like, I mean, he tells a story about how Montana is becoming like a playground to the rich and famous yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, the contention that's there. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this show on a lot of different fronts, but the leadership aspect of it, is not something to aspire to, yeah. Even though little, ugh, I think that there's, so, it's like that primal like toxic masculinity sees that and they're like, yeah, John Dutton is awesome or Beth is awesome because she's so in charge. Like I know there's people out there that feel like that, but it's like, come on, these people are so like childish. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, lots of narcissism too throughout the cast
1: yeah. or the characters, I should say. So again succession yellowstone game we don't have any good examples y'all yeah a lot of what not to do but i think that's obvious so yeah don't uh throw people off cliffs when you want to like fire them you know yeah all right everybody thanks for listening and sticking it out with us that was part two of our three-part mini-series on the shows we love but can't talk about join us for part three see you then Thanks for listening, everybody. And we want to keep the conversation going. Share your leadership stories with us, whether they're dreams come true or some nightmares you want to talk through. You can visit us at poponleadership.com or over at Instagram at poponleadership. And a very special thanks to our friends and family who have supported us from the beginning and to Pam Rodriguez who helped make this crazy dream a reality. Thank you. See you next time.